laughing all the way to the <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's NFL Week 3, and it's another edition of the Spread Brothers Podcast. It's me, yours truly, the host with the most, Jordan, a.k.a. JL, alongside my co-host and brother, Marcus, a.k.a. Marky Mark. Marcus, what's up, buddy? What up? What up? First off, happy birthday, and I hope you have the smoothest of travels this weekend to the desert in las vegas hey thanks man um yeah uh turning 33 today uh halfway dead as 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 this is how i'm looking at it i don't anticipate to live much much over 70 so we're at halftime and uh, i'll be traveling to las vegas um for the weekend to hopefully roll over all the winnings i've had on these first two weeks and and really hit the books where it hurts yeah, I mean, we're going to see real quick if you, as a unit, is a second-half team. Second half of the life is what you said. So you got to come out you got to come out firing here in the third quarter. I, so. I like to think I'm a second-half team. Uh, if there is a way you could, you know, put on 60 pounds uh, in the, at, during halftime, which is basically what I did um, as a team – uh, I don't know how that equates to football teams to, you know, if we're making the analogy from football to life. Um, but yeah, we're going to come out and we're going to at least have a good ground game because we're beefy up front and um, we're confident. So, um, well, if, if the last two weeks of our, and your specifically picking, I kind of had a bad week last week. Um, if it says anything about the way you're going to start in Vegas, you're about to have one hell of a weekend. So I'm excited for you. Got to say, very happy with how I've started the year picking. I think um, I, I did put in a lot of work this offseason, and I think it, it's it's shown to pay off here. I was a little worried when I first looked at this slate this week, but then you know I grinded it out. I watched some film. I really inspected these lines. You know how I get into the numbers sometimes. I actually did get into the numbers this week. So yeah, I got some. I got some more good picks, and I'm feeling confident uh, rolling into Vegas. I want to get some side eyes at the at the ticket window. I'm hoping that I get served some tax papers while I'm there. Um, and and yeah, we'll have a fucking great weekend. One of my favorite artists, um, musical artists, is playing at a music festival Friday night called life is beautiful um roosevelt wow, marcus you're familiar with roosevelt um i love roosevelt so, i'm so jealous you get to see him so he he's playing a set friday night like right at sunset which is going to be awesome and then uh he will also be playing like an after party dj set from like 10 a.m until like three in the morning so oh jesus yeah, yeah that would be sweet so let me ask you this so like What's your strategy? So you get it. You fly out Thursday. We're recording this Wednesday night. Are you going to go straight to the counter when you get there and place these bets? Or are you going to wait till Sunday morning? Because so it's one o'clock here. So it'll be the game start there at 10 a.m. So what? Yeah. What's your strategy? Walk me through your process when you get to Vegas. The first three hours you're there. What does that look like? Well, I, I've already bet all my picks. Um, oh, online. oh! So you're not going. You're not going to the actual. Well, no, but here's the thing. There, if I do well on some blackjack, or I make, I make, you know, because I'm going to play some blackjack and I'm going to gamble on stuff other than sports. Um, so if I do well there, I will, you know, roll that into what I'm picking. Um, but Thursday night, um, I probably, you know, we're going to land at like 4 p.m. Vegas time. The game. The game will come so on at perfect. five there. So I'm basically like walking into a game. I, we're, we're thinking of maybe doing a stadium swim for the night game there. Let's get a little pool time in. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, after that, we'll see how we do. I mean, I already have, I mean, I'm betting pretty heavy already on these, on my three picks. I'm, 
I'm so glad I'm going to be on the East Coast side of your Vegas trip because I'm just like, um, unless you're at Roosevelt at 3 a.m. and it's 6 a.m. here, but I might be up. So if you're at Roosevelt at 3 a.m. Friday night or Saturday morning, I should say, uh, shoot me some pics because I love Roosevelt. I'm super jealous. Um, but yeah, dude, that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, I I made the pro move of taking Monday off, too. I fly back at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Monday. Um, I'm off Monday, so I'll have a, a rest and recoup day Monday, and then it's back to work Tuesday uh, as a as a 33-year-old man. I, uh, I made a rookie move, speaking of taking Mondays off, because I thought Sunday, my first Jags game against the Chiefs, I thought there was a chance I could get real rowdy. And I got to say, it was so fucking hot at that game. I don't know if you guys heard the announcers or watched that game. What they were saying about the heat was so true. Andy Reid talked about it. The Chiefs players talked about it. It was the hottest football game I've ever been to. And it was impossible to get drunk. I had a nice buzz before the game. But I woke up Monday morning at like 6 a.m., felt fine. And was like, I should just work today, but I'd already taken the day off. So, you know, it was a a weird week, too, for me picking, too, because I think I had a little tunnel vision and I was just so excited about going to that game. I may have uh, lapsed a little bit on focus on my picks, but, you know, that's not going to happen again. I'm a seasoned Jacksonville Jaguar fan now. I've been to one game. So that's not going to distract me anymore. Going again Sunday against the Texans, but we'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, it was an extremely, extremely hot football game. Just got to say, when you, I mean, the first pod- podcast of the year, you said I'm bought in on the Jags, and you know you can say that, but when you go to the back to back, the first home games, you're walking the walk. I love it. Oh, no, I'm bought in. It's a blast. I uh, Really, the best part, and I got to give a shout-out. He probably won't listen to this. Maybe he will at the tailgate next week. I met a guy at this, uh, the Jacksonville airport flying back to St. Louis, where I'm from, and I met this guy. He's, like, in his late 40s, and he has a tailgate spot with, like, food every week, and he invited me and my wife. And we get there. I did not realize the dude had a St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Blues tattoo on his leg. So this guy is, like, me and him are – like good oh, buds that's now. like the We're st going... louis like that's like the north star if you'd see you're like oh you... a lot of guys yeah with that on their calf like right on the side yeah exactly as the stanley cup and the blues logo over it's about as st louis as it gets yeah so uh not only do i have a guy that i have a tailgate right by the stadium locked down because he has season tickets and also i have someone to watch st louis uh sports with the blues he's like i don't have anyone to watch this with i was like dude i'm your guy so we're going back to his tailgate. We're doing a crawfish boil uh, Sunday morning. It's going to be, you know, Jags looking to go uh, get the offense back on track, hopefully. But, yeah, no, it's fun. It was a good atmosphere. Ugly fucking game. But, you know, whatever. Some growing pains. I even, this is funny. I even, when I got back, I was so pissed off. I Googled, uh, like, Hall of Fame quarterbacks' worst games. And I... <laughs> <laughs> just to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. And uh there was a game that sticks out to me in 2003 against the Buffalo Bills. Tom Brady uh he was like I forget exactly the percentage, but he threw four picks and it was like his rating was like almost negative. I'm like, "Hey, the Jacks are fine." Like that's the mindset I was in after that game was I need some I need to remember that Trevor is basically in his second year cuz I don't count the first year, but yeah, um, we can. Um, I feel like we'll have time to to talk about the Jags because um, guess what? Marcus is taking a Jags pick this week. Uh, surprise, well, I surprise! But I really, <laughs> I I didn't even mean to go to that tangent. I just wanted to basically say it was so fucking hot. That was my main point I wanted to make. Is I thought uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, I was like, oh my god, it really started to hit, and I was just sitting there, but. Uh, a little sunburnt, but yeah. Well, going back to the the Vegas plan, if I find a way to like hit a jackpot, and, and I'm gonna, I never play slots, 
but I'm going to play high limit slots one night while I'm there. Um, I've decided my wife does not approve. I might have to like sneak out while she's asleep, but I'm I'm gonna do it. Um, Them John Daly slots, right? Just right. like fifty bucks a pull, right? And um, <laughs> I'm hoping I get a jackpot. And if I do, I'm buying like really fucking good tickets to the to the uh, Raiders game Sunday night. They're Sunday night football. So if things oh, go really good, um, I'm getting tickets to the game in Las Vegas Sunday night. That's the game plan. So wait, your flight, you said your flight out of Vegas is at 6 a.m. Monday? Yep. Okay. Well, the good thing is last time, and you I think you've been to Vegas before, uh, more recently than me, but I feel like they updated their airport the last time I was there. Uh, well, we were both there for your bachelor Every time party, I'm there, so I'm the seeing ghosts. Time. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention oh. on my way in because I'm too excited. I like sprint to the exit, and then on my way out, I'm... I'm basically having a panic attack because I'm so hungover. I just can't stare at anything <laughs> but my shoes. So, um, yeah, I don't really notice much about that airport, if I'm being honest. Yeah, uh, I had an early flight. I think I got to the Vegas airport at like 3.30 a.m. after your bachelor party. Yikes. That was a rough go. That was a rough, rough go. That sucked. But, Yeesh. you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, you got you to gotta fight through it. Yeah, we um, I'm I'm happy about our travel plans, so it, it's going to be a good one. Um, Marcus, let's let's shift gears here. I want to talk a little news, a little headlines, get a little you know, get relevant with the listeners or whatever. Um, Jesus, that was a big one. <laughs> um, that's my bad. I don't think I got that on the microphone though. Uh, I I. Uh, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I felt the rumbles in my feet. Over here in Chicago, I pointed, I pointed the mic like out to right, like way out to right field because I could feel it. I could feel it in like <laughs> the, just real deep. It was coming. There was nothing I could do about that uh, one. So uh, a couple, uh, couple of uh, uh, news stories, just in general. Um, first and foremost, just before we started recording tonight, uh, Chicago Bears are absolutely melting down. Um, <laughs> it's week three. I mean, it's it's an absolute shit show. Let's we'll get to the dynamite. Like we'll start with the least exciting, which is Justin Fields' post game presser today. the The press asks him, so he tells the press. Justin Fields says, "I'm playing robotic. You know, I'm not feeling the game." And so the press asks, "Well, why do you think that is?" And he says, "It's the coaching. He takes zero accountability." Which to me is fucking hilarious because the Justin Fields fan base is 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 just like an army of excuse makers, and now Justin Fields is is buying it. Marcus, I gotta hear it. I I mean, this is just out. This is crazy to me. Well, I don't know if you saw the video that came out when he was in the locker room after that original comment. You may have, but he basically tried to retract, and he was like, "Y'all are just trying to tear us apart." And like, no, dude, you said the guy asked a very like simple question. Why do you think this is? And he goes, mm, coaching. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what? And dude, I, I literally texted you earlier and I stand by this. That is the worst fucking answer a starting quarterback in the NFL can give. Um, and then their like defensive lineman resigned. I saw, or not defensive lineman. Their defensive coordinator resigned. Like, what the fuck is going on in Chicago, dude? He got raided by the FBI today. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I didn't know. You this. Didn't see that? Yeah, no. He got so apparently he he was raided by the FBI and a a former Bears defensive back, Peanut Tillman. Uh, who is now an FBI agent? Crazy career path, by the way. NFL player to FBI agent, like whatever. Um, he he called the GM and broke the news to him and said, "Hey, just so you know, your defensive coordinator is on some fucking illegal shit. We're about to bust his shit. We in. put the, <laughs> we put the blitz. We put that engage eight on your defensive coordinator." <laughs> Uh, oh my god so with that the bears will probably beat the chiefs this weekend 
So, Marcus, I, I, I got to shift gears here. We talked about this idea for like a, a segment in the podcast of like the, you, you know, I'm a conspiracy minded guy. And I always, yeah. I'm always looking for like a deeper reason than what's there. Um, we had this idea for a set, like a, a, a set of picks that are solely focused on not like, not what makes sense in a football anal- analysis perspective, but only like, like how could Vegas make the most money perspective kind of thing? If that makes sense. Yeah. And it would be um, the Chicago bears. Right. <laughs> right. So like they're put, there's all this media fire storm going on and you know, Justin Fields, the team's in shambles and somehow the bears, you know, come out and if not cover, win this game. I, I have this weird feeling they're going to. I'm not going to bet it, but I have a very, very weird feeling that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and you made a very uh, smart decision when we were talking earlier in the week of staying away from this Bears game at all costs because they can't do some stupid shit while you're in Vegas because it'll ruin your trip. But I also got to say... how much I hate the Bears. Oh, yeah. But I also got to say it's been such a pleasure on Twitter to watch this come full circle because I'm not going to lie a couple months ago I was like East jails ripping into the like you were getting shit from all angles from Chicago fans now the same people who were shitting on you are now flipping their story and just being like saying the same bullshit that they were saying last season making excuses making excuses and you were right the entire time and if you go back and listen to the first podcast you weren't really bashing it all on Justin Fields. You were talking about the fan base and how they will always resort to making excuses when this little, you know, project or whatever fucking fantasy thing they have going on fell on its face. I didn't think it happened on Wednesday of week two and week or week three, but it's the Chicago Bears and they're imploding uh two weeks in, into the season. You got. I mean, this this team will never. This organization will never change until there's new ownership. I mean, Virginia McCaskey. <laughs> she's 175 years old. Her Dude. sons. Her sons are like running the organization. It's like a family affair. It's nepotism. It's bullshit. It's politics. It's comfy. It's cozy. They don't care about winning. They don't know what winning means. Dude, um, the, the video. Bears, the Chicago, Sorry. I'll say this again and again, the Chicago football fans deserve better than the Bears and the fucking McCaskies. I respect that. Um, on a funnier note, one of the funniest football clips I've ever seen is Justin Fields missing a slot receiver wide open down the seam, and it's a sack. Then he blames it on coaching, and it looks like on the film he's staring right at the guy. I'm like, why didn't you just throw it? <laughs> oh, the coach the coach buzzed him in like on his headset. Don't throw, don't throw, don't throw, yeah, don't throw it. Don't you fucking don't throw that shit. I mean, yeah. It's an absolute dumpster fire. But Coaching. I will say this. I think the Chiefs seem off. They seem very off. Um I know you're not happy with the game last weekend. I think that was kind of a weird game, honestly. Super but, weird. Dude, the Chiefs are like Dayton Taylor Swift, they're fucking doing podcast. Like it's like Jackson Mahomes, he's not even in the picture anymore, and somehow they've gotten more fucked up. Well, and I think that's the biggest frustration from the weekend is the Chiefs looked bad. The 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 let's be honest, the Jags defense is an elite. The Jags defense looked good. The Chiefs were, you know, fumbling the ball, muffing punts. It was the Jags offense that blew that game. It was just, it was a weird fucking game, like you said. But, uh, yeah, it's not the, you know, the powerhouse offensive Chiefs that, I don't know. Maybe it's hard not to try not to overreact to that game because I could think you could go flip side and say, oh, well, their defense looked really good. But <laughs> it's the Bears, dude. The Chiefs at home, they're going to fucking kill them. But, Again, conspiracy pick. If the Bears win, Justin Fields throws for like six touchdowns. 
No, he's not going to throw for six touchdowns, but I could see him just having one of those games where no one can touch him. He's just running around like crazy. I mean, that Chiefs defense is not very, very great. Um, they got Chris Jones in a decent pass rush, which I think with the Jags is kind of like if there's a good pass rush that's and the rhythm's not there on the offense, that's kind of what just killed things. Again, it was just a weird game. But I could see – I mean, Justin Fields has basically put the blame on everyone else. So he's saying my coaching sucks, everything sucks. So don't do what your coaches say. Do the Justin Fields way this weekend. Let's test the Justin Fields way this weekend and see how it fucking works. So, yeah, let's see how that works for Justin. Don't think it's going to be great, but apparently he hasn't figured out. Maybe Taylor Swift will be there. <laughs> Maybe T Swift makes an appearance. I made a lot of Taylor Swift jokes in the stands in the first half. <laughs> a lot of them. Did that uh, piss anyone off? Uh, there was a mostly Jags fans by me. Um, so they are all getting a big kick out of it. I said the next uh, Taylor Swift album was going to be titled Nightgowns and Touchdowns. Thought that was creative. That is that is that's pretty good. So, you know, some sort of breakup song with Travis Kelsey and she's going to, you know, she's like, you like a PBU, a past breakup. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I think my exact quote was you like a defensive I'm in my back? nightgown. <laughs> I'm in my nightgown. You're scoring touchdowns and just like complaining how he's always playing football. It's super fucking weird. I still don't think it's true. Even though I guess Jason Kelsey kind of confirmed it today, but I don't know, man. What a fuck the Chiefs! There were a lot of Chiefs fans there. Hey, you know, was, uh, hey, hear me out. Um, what if? Hear me out. What if? So you know, Taylor Swift, she breaks up. That's what she does. What if? Yeah, she breaks up with Travis. Jumps over the fence to Jason, gets on that, gets on that big, you know, that big uh, stallion. He wants, she wants some I of just, that old lineman meat. Yeah, I think Jason's way too smart to fall for that bullshit. I still think Travis Kelsey might be uh, kind of an idiot, and this just kind of confirmed that. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I would just like it if it was the playoffs and they broke up, and then. You know, next thing you know, Taylor Swift is like a uh, guest performer at the Super Bowl or something, and it just fucking ruins the Chiefs. Just all sorts of, all sorts of tor turmoil. Travis Kelsey's crying. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, that'd, be, hey, that'd be sick. Um, he's a Swifty. So I got a I got a funny storyline, another ironic storyline here. So uh, after the the Dolphins Patriots game, Tyreek Hill. Uh, after game interview in the locker room says the Patriots must have the worst fans in the NFL. They're very disrespectful. They're this, they're that. Um, the next day, a story comes out. I shouldn't laugh. About a guy wearing a Tyreek Hill jersey who punched, who punched a guy to death in the stands. Marcus, your thoughts. I, I'm so sorry for laughing. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yes. Just like you said, Tyreek Hill makes those comments and then literally, I mean, within 12 hours, it's like Patriots fans struck to death by a guy in a Tyreek Hill jersey. I don't know how much more worse of a fan you could get than killing someone. Like I said, like I'm all for a little trash talk. But Jesus Christ, I like why do people fight so much at NFL games? Like, why is that the fucking why is that the culture? Why is that? Well, I mean, it's it's a prime. It's a primal sport. You know, it brings out and and also people are like blacked out. They've been drinking a lot. Um, <laughs> I didn't see the video of the guy getting punched. Did you see it? No, I just saw the people like crowded around him. I think what happened from a report I saw is that he like knocked him out and then he like cracked his head on the concrete and that's yeah, what that'll do killed it. him. Damn. That's fucked so, up. So I wonder dude <laughs> you would think Tyreek Hill would have to 
you know, maybe say, all right, maybe the Patriots, yeah, maybe they're not that bad of fans. What if he doubled down? He was like, I told you they're the worst. He deserved it. Yeah, that motherfucker deserved to get punched and killed at a week two football (laughs) game. And it's just wild. It's, It's wild. I haven't been to a lot of NFL games in my life, and... It's just watching these people, and it's to me, it's just different than college. Like NFL fans are fucking crazy. There was this guy there, JL, and it was a hundred degrees in that stadium. Easily, he had a like game quality Jaguars helmet and did not take it off the whole game. <laughs> like he was strapped in. Like he had a Rydell on. What the fuck, dude? I'm not joking, JL. It looked like he stole it from the locker room. It had like a black visor on it too. That's actually a sick move. I, I mean, mean, I love that I move. Oh, it was cool, and it was even more ironic because it was a very scrawny white guy with a cut off like white t shirt, pale arms, like skinny toothpick, pale arms. But he just had this big old Jags helmet on. <laughs> it's like this guy's a psychopath. But no one died. No one died at the Jags game. Maybe there was. Maybe someone died of like a heat stroke. But I didn't see. Uh, any altercations which was good yeah, crazy crazy fucked up situation um uh, let's see is there any um other notable or funny news um around the league or just in life not really i'm uh i'm pretty anxious to watch colorado lose by 20 points uh that's that's a good news story let yes let's yes talk about prime let's go go yeah so um i think Against Colorado State, like, you talk all that shit, like, you fuck around, you're going to find out, and they found out. Like, I'm sorry, you can't run your mouth like how they ran their mouth and expect it just, like, to not be a chippy game. Like, that's what happens. And uh, then they throw a big fit when teams play, you know, extra physical or a little past the whistle. Uh, I went to bed, and I uh, woke up once and saw that Colorado State was, like, winning by 11 with 10 minutes to go and I was like sweet they're gonna win uh, that'd be funny and then of course you know later I woke up and it was a triple overtime winner but I think the humbling will happen that now Colorado has to play a team that isn't terrible and I think Oregon I think the spread's 21 yep without Travis Hunter I could see Oregon scoring 50 by 56 points on them so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the first big time program that that this team's played. The media has milked this for every bit they've they've been able to milk it for. Um, and in three weeks from now, it's going to be an afterthought. Coach Prime is going to have to actually become a real football coach. So I think I think Oregon's going to hand Colorado's. Uh, heads to them this weekend um that might be a bet i take i don't pick college i don't bet it although i've already bet 11 games in two weeks um i could see myself getting a little too turnt on saturday and placing a wager on oregon you are you are 100 percent betting oregon <laughs> saturday night i guarantee it i fucking guarantee it that's a lock Cha-ching! um one one funny thing i saw from the colorado practice uh facilities this week was coach prime is playing the oregon fight song over and over again over speakers while they practice um interesting tactic right well they are going to be hearing it a lot so i guess it's good to get them used to it <laughs> Yeah, they're going to hear it maybe, you know, eight times. Eight to ten times. <laughs> that duck's going to be fucking worn out on Saturday. And the duck, I feel like, had to do a bunch of push-ups a couple weeks ago. Right. They do the push-ups, yeah. Yeah, that duck's in for a fucking day. He's going to be jacked. Yeah, he's going to be. He's probably still sore. They scored like 70 or something in week one. He had to do. Shit, I forget how many push-ups he had to do. It was a lot. But yeah, I mean yeah, we'll I just I just can't wait for Coach Prime to actually have to be a football coach. Like, did you see his 
halftime, like what while he was going to the locker room for halftime, like they tried to ask him, like, Coach, this is what's going on in the game. Your guys are getting beat underneath. Like, how are you going to fix that on defense? And this is what he said. Oh, we going to fix it. <laughs> and literally the reporter just laughed. He was just like, <laughs> okay. Like, good answer. Like, dude, he's just like. Why don't you don't tell think- me? Why don't you tell me why we getting beat underneath? Huh? And they're like, uh, all right. I mean, if you okay, let's look. Let's look at the end of. Let's look at the back end of the schedule here for Colorado. Let's let's just take a peek. All right. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a rough road. So this weekend, they're on the road at Oregon. Loss. <laughs> Next week, they're at home against Caleb Williams and USC. Loss. Shellacking. <laughs> then they're traveling to Arizona State. Arizona State sucks. They might they might get a win there. Yeah, but again, they dude, Colorado's only beaten shitty teams. I know I said Nebraska looked decent. No. Nebraska no, they're bad. Nebraska they're really bad. turned the ball over five times in the first half against Colorado. They're just they're not they're not together. Stanford the following week at home, probably another close game when they get, you know, excited about that. I listen to the end of the season here for them. They got Oregon State at home. Lost. Shellacking. Arizona at home. I think they're going to lose Lost. that game too. Washington State on the road. They're Lost. losing that game. Utah on the road. They are getting absolutely embarrassed by Utah. So yeah. we're looking at five or six wins. And the media is treating this team like, you know, it's the fucking, the fucking it's like, it's, it's like, remember the Titans. Yeah, like Miracle on Ice. Fucking, what was his name? Mike Aruzioni. Herb Brooks and the gang. I get it, though. I And you know what? It, it, I hate to say it, but it's a race thing. I'm not going to edit this. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's all about, if you can find, as a media, and the mainstream media, if it has something to do about race, and you can, like, it sells. They just want to make money and sell the race ticket. That's what this is all about. Hate to say it. It's not about football. That's what it's about. They're going to get embarrassed this weekend. I'm not commenting on the race thing. I'm, I, I, don't, well, I, mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. So if you think... If, <laughs> I'm just... If Colorado no, just I'm had not, a regular-ass white coach, do you think they'd be getting all this attention after beating no, no. Nebraska, TCU, and fucking Colorado State? No, I, I didn't say that. I just... It's Deion Sanders, and Deion Sanders is a spectacle. He's made a spectacle of it. But Deion made it about race after week one. He said, you know, he brings up the 75% African-American thing, which is wild because that's like probably a majority of college football teams. And uh, I, I mentioned this in the first podcast. I said there was like the thing that immediately pissed me off was he acts like he's the first uh, African-American coach to do what he's doing. And I just think that's a slap in the face to uh, a lot of black coaches in the country, not, you know, not just Colorado or D1 or Power 5. There's a lot of, you know, it's just whatever. Again, yes, you're right. They're making a spectacle because in a way it, it could be divisive and they, they want to make it about race and they have, but, and Dion did it week one. So I don't disagree. I just whatever i don't know they're i just want them to get their ass beat they need to be humbled they talk all that shit and then they act like they're shocked why people are coming at them like you guys put the biggest target on your chest ever from like acting like how you're acting like if you're gonna talk all that shit be ready for the repercussions the consequences of it so that's my thought yeah and i want to be clear i i the reason i say that is because i care about football I don't care about yeah. the marketing piece and, and like what sells headlines and what sells clicks and you know no I get what you're what saying. sells you're not, black you're insurance. not mad yeah you're not mad he's black there's that's not what you're saying you're no. mad that this is not about football you have no you don't care that it's a black coach and neither should the media but that's what it's turned into because it's Deion Sanders exactly yeah I mean it's it's if you can't see that, then I, you know, it, but it is, I mean, 
I guess, you know, if you're a black dude or a black lady, I don't know, like you look at this and you're like, well, this is a, this is a thing. This is a black excellence thing. This is about, this is something that the, you know, black Americans can hang their hat on and say, yeah, but that's not like football is, a, is already black America. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's not a lot of white that's guys. Kind of my point. There's not a lot of white guys like killing it. Um, so it, it just it doesn't make sense. They're going to get absolutely stomped on this week. Uh, well, I mean, if you're Oregon, if you play for Oregon, you got to be thinking we're going to fuck these dudes up. Like, if I was Oregon's coach, I don't know who their coach is. I would tell them like we are going to try to hang a hundred on these guys. Like, why wouldn't we? Like, it's already this big spectacle. Let's show out on the biggest fucking stage. And see what they say, because Colorado's big thing is what are they going to say now? If I was Oregon's coach and I wanted to stamp my ground and like who I am and like who my program is, we'd score 80. And then I'd say, well, what are they going to say now? What do you got to say now? Then people would be like, oh, shit. Then I'd love to see what happens if people respond to Dion with shit talk. And if they would just get defensive and be like, well, that's just not necessary. Okay. Well, <laughs> seems weird. Yeah. Goes both ways. Hmm. Yep. Huh. Because now, sorry, last thought, because now you got me going. Because now every college coach in the country in, in these programs are thinking, well, we got to go find ourselves a Dion, someone like that. Well, if I'm Oregon, I'm dropping a hundy on these guys, and I'm going to fucking say, you know, what are they going to say now? And I'm going to prove, like, this is about football. You can do all that other bullshit you want at the end of the day to be – a top 25 legitimate top 25 power five school you have to go on the road and you have to beat top 25 teams and they are not going to do that down the stretch <sighs> that's it done with colorado i i i okay marcus um i think we hit the hot topics um you know it's funny i was yeah. listening i was listening to some like other sports betting podcasts this week just to you know get a sense and Dude, they suck. I don't. I I could be biased because it is our podcast, but dude, <laughs> these other sports betting podcasts—they're fucking terrible. It's like brought to you by DraftKings, the DraftKings Sports Network. Oh, you're listening to the sports betting podcast that the the books are bringing you. Yeah, that's. Uh... And then they get on the mic and they just they feed you a bunch of nonsense and horse shit. Like, oh, well, we went one and nine last week, but we're going to really clean it up this week. That ain't the spread, brothers. That's not what we're here for. We started the season with a 10 and two record. That's 88%. And we intend to continue. Marcus, let's get started with these picks. It's not our first fucking rodeo. We've done this for a long time. We watch a lot of fucking football. Yeah, I went one and two this week. Going three and zero this week, getting back to my norm. We're ten and two, gonna go six and zero. Jail's gonna win another gajillion dollars in Vegas. Here we go, I'm kicking it off. And I'm not gonna take too much time because I feel bad about how much I've talked about the fucking Jags. But the Jags are gonna rebound offensively this week against a really bad Texans team. I'll be sitting behind the goalpost, getting crazy, screaming Duval. I got Jags team total over. 26 and a half. Lock that shit down. Next pick. Oh, man. I love how you just transitioned into that. And I'm going to transition right into mine. This is, I, I hate to say it, but for me, this is somewhat of an ego pick. Um, I feel like last year I got into this. I started to look for picks that were a little too sexy just to, for the sake of like when they hit saying like, yeah, I told you like everyone thought one thing, but it goes the other way. I'm trying to stay away from that this year, but through my studies this week, I did find a line that seemed a little off. And when I looked at a few things seemed like I had to bet it. Um, this game is the New York jets at home against the new England Patriots. I'm on the jets here. It seems like uh, if you look in the you know betting community, everyone is throwing everything they have at New England. Um, 
they haven't started 0-2 since like 2003. It's been like 20 years. So everyone thinks that they just have to win this weekend. I don't think they do. And this is why. Um, I, I looked at a few numbers here, Marcus. You ready? Yes. New England. They are terrible at running the ball. They are 23rd in the league, bottom third in rush yards per game. They cannot run the ball. Their offensive line is terrible. The Jets, on the other hand, they are third in the league in rush yards per attempt. So they defend the run very well. Um, this run game for, for the New England Patriots is just going to be absolutely shut down. But they haven't really run the ball well anyway, so you're saying, well, what's the big, what's the big deal? They're just going to pass it. Well, let me tell you this. New England throws the ball more than any team in the league. They average 48 passes a game through two weeks. The New York Jets, they are a top 10 per attempt pass defense. Yards per attempt, they are top 10. No, it doesn't look so pretty for the for the Jets, but they are very good against the pass. They have a great pass rush. That The Patriots O-line sucks. Uh, Mac Jones is going to have another rough day. You know, a part of me likes the under here. So, you you know, side, if you if you don't agree with me on this, because I know the public loves the Patriots, go ahead and take the under. But I'm taking the New York Jets at home, plus two and a half against the New England Patriots. That's my first pick. I love it. Um, two things. Historically, the Jets have always played the Patriots pretty tough. If they can just keep Zach Wilson from fucking turning the ball over a bunch, uh, I like the Jets to win this game. They got some dogs on that team. Don't let Aaron Rodgers' injury uh, make you forget about some of the dudes that they have in that team. They just got to protect the football, and I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly, the smarter pick is is probably just the under. But I, I want to prove a point here. I, this is, like I said, this prove is an it. ego pick. I, I, I know the Jets are the better team right now. Um, give me the two and a half points, Jets at home. Prove that shit. Prove it. All right. Um, little bit of a real low under. You guys know I like this. Uh, Tennessee, Cleveland, under 39 and a half. Two really good defenses. Uh, Cleveland just lost their ace. I mean, Nick Chubb, one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, offenses historically always stumble after losing a big piece like this, especially in their run game. Uh, I don't see this even sniffing 35 I think 39 was crazy I honestly thought the line would be closer to 31 uh I hope I'm right there but when I saw 39 and a half it just jumped out at me it was so obvious I couldn't deny it so that's what I'm going with uh second pick Tennessee Cleveland under 39 and a half I love that pick um love it okay um my next pick, um, switching switching gears here. Uh, this is the Thursday night game. Uh, this is the Niners Giants. I'm taking the under here, under 45 points. Some books are at 44 and a half. I don't really care. Um, this is my my idea with this game, and and this is this is pretty out there, Marcus. So stick with me. These primetime games so far have been. So weird, so sloppy, so odd. People have been getting just like injured left and right. If I'm the 49ers against a you know much worse Giants team in week three, one, I really don't care to win this game too much. I hate to say it, I really don't. Um, we're the Niners are obviously better than the than the than the Giants. I think they're going to run the ball as much as they possibly can. They're going to try to get in and out of this game on a Thursday night on a short week. And they're just going to pound the ball and beat this Giants team in a grinder. The Giants can't score for their fucking to fucking save their lives. Um, I just don't see any scenario where there's a lot of points in this game. I think 45 points is insane. And I'm taking the under here. Niners, Giants, under 45. Yeah, that's got that's got under written all over it. 
Um, I will get to my last pick because I know you probably have some packing to do and some last minute studying. Uh, this is my keep it simple, stupid pick of the fucking week. And I think there was two of them out there floating, but we hit on one of them with the little conspiracy bears kind of watch out for that trap. But this one ain't going to trap you. This one is arguably, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL right now against, in my opinion, the worst team in the NFL. I'm going Cowboys minus 12 and a half. I know it's a big number. Don't be scared. 12 and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. That team is so bad. Uh, the Cowboys defense is great. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league right now. Dak Prescott looks solid. If they just play their game, they win this by at least three scores. So my final pick, and just to wrap up my three, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team total over 26 and a half. The Tennessee Titans at Cleveland under 39 and a half. And the Dallas Cowboys in Arizona minus 12 and a half. JL, wrap it up for us. Man. Dude, uh, the way you just, just the way you said those picks. Like you didn't, I, I didn't, I, I needed no analysis. Just the way you said those. It did feel good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay. Yeah. My last pick, we got the Lions at home this week uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Lions, although they got me a W last week, they really pissed me off. I felt like Dan Campbell was super hard headed. He ran the ball too much. Jared Goff was putting on a show. And for some reason, we kept handing the ball off. Got David Montgomery injured. Like it was, it, I was screaming at the TV. But I think that injury to David Montgomery and hopefully, you know, the learning experience of how they failed in that game will show up uh, this week again when, when the Lions are at home against the Falcons. I'm taking the over in the Lions Falcons here, 45 and a half. And here's why both of these offenses can score. I think the Falcons are very underrated on offense. The Lions lost their arguably one of their best defensive players in C.J. Gardner-Johnson to a torn peck. Tough guy injury, by the way. Only <laughs> tough guys get that injury. Um, so I Let's think see if he could play golf in three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I I think that this defense for the Lions is going to have, you know, they're going to be a little staggered. They're not going to be, you know firing like they were. I see this game as an exciting game. The Lions are going to, like, this is what they do. They get into punching matches with their opponents. I, I think this is going to be a very similar matchup to last week with the Seahawks. This line, 45 and a half, is just too low. So we're taking the Lions-Falcons over 45 and a half. That's my final pick. And, Marcus, I'll wrap it up, give you the three. I got the Jets plus two and a half at home. Lions, Falcons, over 45 and a half. And Niners, Giants, Thursday night football, under 45. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems too good. I love them all. It's going to be another 6-0 week. You're going to be in Vegas just reaping in all the benefits and hopefully get hot on the blackjack table so you can win more with your house money. And uh, personally, in person, kick the kick the bookies in the dick. So again, happy birthday! Have a great fucking weekend, and we will talk to y'all next week. Hell yeah! Let's send them off, Marcus, with a little Roosevelt. Love you guys. See you next week.
the side.